so encouraged. Uh, good afternoon, boys. How are we doing? So, we got good. in the building, we have Pastor Kyle, we have Sundar, a.k.a. known as Soon Diesel, and we have the great Terry Latimer, um, the only one who I gave a last name to. Um, but I did give a nickname to Sundar, mm. and I gave a suffix to Kyle. Does it count as a suffix? What is that? I, I don't know. You know, I have a joke, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but the joke okay. is... Um, what do you call the person who was last in their class in medical school? Doctor. <laughs> They're still a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, just a good encouragement to you today. <laughs> even, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. even if you're last in <laughs> medical school, you still get to be a doctor. I was just last in school because my last name. That's and true. So, yeah. yeah. Was that tough? I don't or was it kind of cool because, like, you were the finisher every single time? I don't know. Graduation was rough. Like, Ooh, yeah. You're just sitting there. All day <laughs> You're just long. sitting there for, like, an hour and a half. But people are so relieved when they get to your name, though, because they're like, the end is near. Yeah. But at the same time, they were already checked out. So Was there ever anybody in your class? Like, I could have like, walked across the stage, like, in whatever I wanted, and nobody would have noticed. They yeah. would like, all right, my kid's graduated, and I'm out of here. <laughs> we did it, yeah. Yeah. What comes first, V or W? I know this is the dumbest question I could ever ask. Is it V? Okay, cool. So you so, soon are you went right before Kyle in any class. So just in case anybody was curious about the order of things here. Um, I also get confused which so one's first, if it's K or L. It gets W and then X, which uh, who? Um, uh, yeah, I was about to say some Chinese <laughs> yeah, person yeah. probably. Uh, y, so like y. young. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of youngs then, beat you out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Z. Um, Zay- Zimmerman, Z- Zimmerman, Ziggler, <laughs> like there was a there was a Zimmerman in my class. Zamboni, you ever met a Zamboni? I've seen one. Yeah, I've but, driven one. I've driven I've one, driven but never one, met but one. I've never met one. <laughs> I know them intimately, but for a different <laughs> reason. Right. Um, today on the College Conversations podcast, which great name for it. Didn't know that was our name last week, so I was just like, we'll give it a name eventually. So today on the College Conversations podcast, I want to talk um, about dry seasons. Um, we don't know everything um, about them, but we've probably walked through them a time or two. And so just starting the conversation to say, um, the question at hand is, how do we walk faithfully with God in the midst of a dry season? Uh, there's a story um, that John Piper Re, uh, retells about Billy Graham and um, we can all look at Billy Graham's crusades and think they were just so full of success like all the time um, but it necessarily wasn't the case um, the London Evening Standard recounted way back when whenever Billy Graham was first getting going um, a story where it was a rain-soaked service on Streatham Common where Graham's music director Cliff Barrows had to give up trying to play his trombone why is that? Because it was literally raining so hard that night. Like it was just pouring rain that the trombone couldn't even be played. And the heavier members of the platform party, they actually had to move to the center of the stage because it was sinking in mud. And so the so so the big folk had to go in the middle. And that's okay. But basically, the stage was sinking in the mud. Um, and then sometimes... Bro, so- imagine that conversation. <laughs> Ex- excuse me, sir, but... You see what's happening here. <laughs> like, so I need you to move the middle. Wait, why? It's like, just, just move to the mo- come middle, on, please. Come, come on. on. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> so the tuba player is Bro. like, I guess. Yeah, I guess I I'll get go. it. He's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all know which There's instrument is probably the largest. Like, you know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Let me just, I'll go. I'll help out, yeah. But but um, even someone like Billy Graham, right, has had um, off moments. But even more so than just these off moments or off nights of our life, I think there are times where we walk through long periods mm-hmm. and, and we might ask 
ask, you know, where are you, God? What is going on? Whether that is situationally, we feel like what's happening to us is is broken or messed up, um, or mm-hmm. maybe we look at um, how we feel with God. Mm-hmm. Right? I might, mm-hmm. I might feel this, and I don't, I don't feel His presence. Mm-hmm. I, I'm praying. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm in His Word. I'm not yeah. getting anything, and so. In those seasons, the ones that are not just the the rainy nights, but the the dry seasons, no. How do we walk faithfully with the Lord? Um, and what are some things that you've seen in your own life? Well, I'm curious. Um, would any of you say that you are currently going through a dry season? I would say with relative confidence that I feel like I just walked through um, probably a couple couple months, two to three months of just um, feeling beat up <laughs> um, and and feeling like I was a struggle bus. So. Yeah. Um, Terry, I I Terry's life I is a dry I, season. I just got out of one, mm-hmm. um, being as I took an internship in January, so I was kind of out of church. And mm-hmm. if I was in church, it was literally just to work. Right. Um, so being that I just got back in church, kind of, um, I would say I just walked through one, but that was more so being no. disconnected from church family and, no. and any sort of pastor what about you cinder um i'd say maybe even just a few weeks ago i felt like i kind of had like a dry week Mm. um it feels like for me it's normally um i know i've definitely had seasons in my life before where i've definitely felt spiritually dry um but i one thing i've noticed um i guess recently um happening quite frequently um is i'll notice i'll be I'll feel pretty spiritually good for maybe like three weeks or so, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the next week is just a rough week. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the moment that you feel like yeah. it's starting to hit it's a like groove, moment, that yeah. next week it falls exactly. off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, what about you, Kyle? Gentlemen, I would say that I'm I'm currently in the midst of one, but I can see the light at the mm-hmm. end of the tunnel. Um, a lot of it has to do with just personal things. Um, and what those things are doing is they're – if we're looking at spiritual growth as this, you know, almost like a vertical um, God pouring out love, grace, mercy on us, filling us up, and then it overflows into the rest of our life, um, you know, a lot of times what we end up doing is we will back ourselves up with these feelings or these struggles that we have to where it's it's pouring in a lot slower than it used to, to where there's there's something blocking it. Like, it's not freely flowing in. Like, it's got to work its way around a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, and so um, just with things that's gone through my life that's just kind of coming to light now, um, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't realize was blocking it. Mm. And and so um, now that I realize it, I can, I'm starting to see the massive effect that it's having. Yeah. Uh, and so trying to work through that. So I, I would say that, you know, it's a season of dryness that still is not devoid of um, having those moments where God just reminds you of his goodness yeah. or just reminds right. you of, of how faithful he's been. Um, but it's one of those seasons where, you know, um, it, I, the best way I can describe it, it's like it's like a struggling team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can win for a couple weeks, and then you go on a five game stretch where you know you don't win, and so it's it's almost like that, almost like Sundar said. Um, I think mine's reversed though. Um, so you have you know those three or four weeks where it's just dry, and then you have that one week where man, it's just good. Uh, and so uh, I know for me, what's been helping. Um, but I'll, I'll let other people kind of mm. share um, how they remain faithful, and then um, 
Can I ask a question? What does dryness typically look like for you guys? Mm-hmm. If we're asking the question, what does faithfulness in a dry season look like? Well, what does it mean to be dry? What are some of those emotions? And I think it's just good to talk about it mm-hmm. because I think it's really taboo. Yeah, exactly. You don't really talk right, about it. Right, right. It's like if I say, man, I feel like when I read my word, I'm just opening up and looking at words on a page. Mm-hmm. And and I'm really like, I'm okay, God. I need you to talk to me. I need you today. And then it's like I close the close the Bible and nothing seems to change. Yeah. And, I, and I think a lot of people have experienced that, but we're rarely um, communicating about it. It's always like, what, what happened in your quiet time this week? Oh, well, I saw the third heaven and the Shekinah glory <laughs> came down and um, reminded me of the seraphim. Like, it's like yeah, yeah. we don't usually so, – so what is um what does dryness look like? That way we can just be honest and just yeah. say, hey, this is normal for right. a believer. Right. Um, and this is a part of it all. So yeah. Um, for me, I would say it looks like kind of what you said. Like when I open my Bible, it's, hmm. they're just kind of words on a page. It's not really – I'm not really getting anything. Second thing is when I don't want to study um, mm-hmm. because I'm not naturally bent to want to study. Um, I like to read books um, that get me to the end of a chapter. I know why I read the chapter and why I'm reading the book. It gets me to a point and I have practical application and practical theology to walk out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, if I open my Bible and I don't want to study more, then I know I've, I've kind of hit my lull and I'm in a dry season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sidnor? I think for me, definitely similar on that note, especially when it comes to just reading the Word and noticing that I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting something out of it. I think for me, it's primarily looked like a lack of passion for Christ, Mm -hmm. for the gospel. Like, I feel like I'm coming to God's Word, you know, I want it be taught um, by leaders on God's word. I want to come to worship Christ in spirit and truth, but then yet those feelings aren't there. The passion to want to do it in that moment doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be there. And so I've noticed for me, it really comes down to like, how am I feeling? And if I don't feel like I'm, if I don't feel passion for Christ in that moment, I feel like that's when the spiritual dryness really hits me mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm coming to God's word. I want to read it and I want to be excited about it. I want to worship Christ. I want to love him. But the feelings aren't even there in the moment. Mm. So I yeah. think that's for me um, how spiritual yeah. dryness looks. Yeah. yeah. What was about you, Devin? Um, well, I'll kind of talk about what it looks like for me and then maybe some of the ways that I feel like the Lord's helped me see him in the midst of seasons like this. So um, for me, it's, it's looked like um, prayer being primarily something that's like arduous or like takes a lot of work. And I'm like, man, I just don't even want to talk to God right now. And which is, which is interesting because it's like, if this is the, the greatest treasure I have is to be in relationship with the Lord, why is it that when I start to pray, it's like, I, I just want to stop immediately, right? Um, and I think that those are what my, my driest seasons of, in the last, you know, let's say, you know, three months for me, I'm kind of coming out of it. Well, they were characterized by, and I honestly think that that it had a lot to do. And this is something that kind of was brought to light, uh, Kyle, when we were talking about prayer and college ministry a couple weeks ago. For me, it was brought to light by this guilt that I felt whenever um, I would be praying, and I would have this guilt of like, "You haven't prayed yet, like today. So why are you why are you praying now? Why are you trying to reach out to the Lord now?" Right. And as I've thought more about that, and I've seen on the other side, I'm going, "Man, what do I think God wants from me? Mm. You know, like." What do what do I really think I bring to the table to the God of the universe? Right. Like, does does God is God as petty as I am? 
And that if I don't talk to him for the first six hours of my day, right. um, when and and I'm supposed to be, and he's supposed to be the object of my affection, and, and or like right when your eyes open in the morning, right. it's just like immediate praise, right, and, right, like, yeah. God, another day. <laughs> That's right. You have brought breath into my lungs, like, right, yeah. like, and and but but truly, I can feel guilty for that sometimes. Yeah. And it might be like I sit down and eat lunch, and I'm like, man, thanks God for this food, and then this like wave crashes over of of of. Well, why haven't you thanked God for everything else? Right. And it's like, what do I think God wants from me? Right. Um, does He love me unconditionally, and is He is He uh, excited about me being His and and right. and um, Him being mine, or, or, or do I think He's so petty that that yeah. He needs um, He needs yeah. me right. to do something for Him? Right. Um, and I think that's and this is what I'll say. Um, Maybe like my thoughts about dry seasons are is that sometimes they've been only exacerbated by my own pride, yeah. um, by my own yeah. looking to myself and my own lack of humility. Um, and so yeah. um, that's that's some thoughts I have about that. But Kyle, yeah. what do you want to say? I, I think it's the same when you go to read his word and you're just reading to read. Um, you know, that's when and you recognize it right like yeah. like even like Terry says he closes it and goes like I didn't read a single thing but like even before I'll close it I'll just sit there and look over the chapter and go there's something in here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but why did I why am I not digging yeah um why do I not want to why dig do I not it? want to dig right mm-hmm. um I, I noticed a couple weeks ago or it was about 2 months ago you know I was praying and you know all of a sudden my mind just went somewhere else and I'm like that never Never happens. Like I'm ADD. Like I mean, there's there's moments where I can yeah. be ADD, but not like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like why why am I constantly in this moment just going somewhere else? Mm. And so like the one thing about spiritual dryness is the road to get there. Maybe you kind of don't see it. Mm. But when you get there, you definitely know. That yeah, it's there, yeah, right. Like it's it's that driving. It's like dri- taking a road out into the desert. Like you don't notice that there's becoming less trees and, mm-hmm. and more just like cactuses as you go, and that there's less grass and more sand until you get to a place where you're like, I don't see anything Nothing. now. Like I, I don't notice or I can't find anything. Well, and I think about like like let's just take our physical example of thirst. Right. It's like. We rarely think about how we're thirsty yeah. un- until we're thirsty. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? And it's like the only thing I want is water at this right. point. That buildup, we don't really see mm-hmm. it until we're starting to sweat and we're like, nom, 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 "What's going on?" Like, I'm, yeah. I, I need water right now. Right. Um, and I think you're 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 dead on the money with that. So, I have a question. Yeah. Specifically for Sundar. So I need I need you to expound because you said something and it and it caught my attention. Okay. Um, you said I don't. You said when I don't feel passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So how much of that? How much of that is based on feeling, and how much of that is based on what you already know? Because what it what it sounds like is is you have a like you have a problem relating what should be devotion to a feeling of devotion. Yeah. So devotion well, is devotion without the feeling right for sure well and what i would say is i think one of the points in terry's question is wow i don't think that this that's where sundar's coming from right, at the same time there's a lot of people that go i don't feel close to god because i don't like i don't right, get excited right. there's no, there's no emotion so right right, right. Yeah. and so um 
so expound upon that a little bit and yeah. and, and and your take on what you just yeah. said. And so obviously like def- I think that's what keeps driving me to continue to be faithful and striving to read the words, striving to be in prayer, staying in biblical community, staying within biblical community. I think we're going to talk about that too, you know, how do we handle spiritual dryness? Mm. Um, but I think for me it's like I know in my mind, I know in my heart that I do want Christ. I do want to seek him. And so I will go to read the word. I will go to pray and devote myself to that. But yet sometimes I do get frustrated because I'm not, I feel like, again, I'm not getting excited about it because I want to be excited about it because I want to love Christ and I do love Christ. Um, And so it frustrates me when I'm not feeling that way sometimes. Like you you know what it feels like to be on that mountaintop. And so when you're not necessarily in the valley, but you're, you're not on that peak, you're like, Man, but I really, I really want to get back there. Yeah, it, and it's interesting too because, like, I can, you know, maybe go play Xbox. I can go um, watch some videos on music, you know, write songs, do music production, whatever, anything else I enjoy doing, and it'll put a smile on my face and it'll put joy in my heart. But then I get frustrated when I'm trying to pursue Christ and mm. do what I know will bring me closer to Him, and sometimes I'm not feeling that way. Right. Other things. Mm. Right. So. Which is fascinating, right? It's like it, God is not hiding himself i don't mm-hmm. think um and yet in our pursuit of him he allows us to um not come up short but continue on in the search well it's like um you know david is the best example of someone that's is seeking after the presence of god and mm-hmm. and in some psalms he's like i haven't found it yet uh, you know you said like for water but psalm 42 is where he goes like as a deer pants for the water so my soul pants for you in a dry and weary place right and so he's seeking after that and uh, i heard a pastor put it one way you know it's when you live under the faucet to where when god turns it on it's just pouring out on you and then during that time you go I wonder what's out there somewhere else. Mm. And so you you veer away and you go do your own thing, and then you're like, wait a second. I don't feel the same pouring into. Yeah. And so you go back, and, and and for some of us, we go and we, we sit under the faucet and we go, it's not turned on. I don't feel it pouring into me anymore, so then I'm just going to try to go find something else. Maybe it's – maybe, you know, I don't feel this way, so I'll try to do all these other things to do that. Yeah. But the irony of what David did is he said in the end of the or in the middle of that psalm he says, "But I remember you yeah. when you were in Hebron, and I remember you in Mount Mazar." Like he 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 reminds himself of where God was faithful and where he felt close to God, mm-hmm. and it's almost like he positions himself like he he pulls out a chair and he puts it right underneath the faucet, and he's like, "I remember what it was like to be right here yeah. as you're pouring into me." So I'm gonna. S- Sit right here, Stay put. and I'm going to wait until mm-hmm. you do this thing. And he says, yeah. you know, why are you downcast, oh, my soul, and why you have ter- turmoil within me? Hope again in God. I will, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I will, you know, um, oh, what's he say? I will rejoice. rejoice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, rejoice. I will again praise you. I will again you. praise you, the, <laughs> you know, the song of my salvation or something yeah. like that. Uh, and so he just goes like, I don't feel this way, um, and I remember what it's like, but but I'm going to stay right here, and I'm going to yeah. keep mm. doing yeah. the same thing, and I'm not going to move. Yeah. And and he will, he will exactly. come again. Like yeah. he 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 will he will, he will, he will be faithful. He will you know continue to pour into me mm. eventually. Yeah. Um, I think the yeah. hard part for us though is that we we're not willing to sit there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what I was going to say to your question is one way to be faithful and and. It's it's just through our spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Um, it's going to His yeah. Word, going, 
I haven't gotten anything out. I didn't get anything out of it yesterday. But you know what? I'm coming back coming here back. Yeah. because I know it's here, yeah. and I know he can use it. And yes. so I'm going to keep coming back here. It's like, you know, prayer yesterday was rough, and, and I didn't do a great job at it. But I'm going to come back yeah. because I know it's through, it's through this that he, he can and he will speak to me. Yeah. And so it's, it's just putting, keep continuing to put yourself in those positions to where, like, I'm still reading my word, even though it might be a chore today. Yeah. It's in the hopes that it's a delight tomorrow exactly. when, when he yeah. does kind of, you know, speak again. Sure. Yeah. And it's a really constant refrain from David is wait on the Lord, no, yeah. which is really annoying because he doesn't oh. measure time like we do. Yeah. So it's like, he's telling you to wait, but you have no long, you have no clue how long that's going to be. Like you have, right. you, you wake up every day and you're expecting something, right? But he's going wait on me, and you're like, yeah. dude, for how long? And yeah. then you read, and then you read Peter, and he's like, listen, he doesn't count slowness as some count it in the perfect time. And you're like, when is the perfect time? Right? Because this is getting really annoying. Like, yeah. And it's hard. Like it's really, really hard. Which is David's constant refrain is wait on the Lord. And you're right. like, Man, when? Yeah. And, and David in Psalm 63, 1 says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. And then just like, and I think he has the same refrain in mm-hmm. Psalm 42, which is as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Right. And he recognizes that his conditions around him are, are waterless. And yet his soul is also without water. Right. But he knows where to find that water and it's in it's in the Lord. He seeks God. Um and in seeking God, he has this understanding that in his waiting for him, God will show up in due time. Um and 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 isn't that maybe what the Lord might be doing in our seasons of dryness? He he's he's stirring our affections to maybe earnestly want him all the more it's like this idea of like and i don't i i say this the phrase lightly but i'll reinforce the idea but you never know what you have till it's gone in terms of our relationship with the lord we 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 kind of get into these spots of dryness where we're like i don't feel good i'm miserable what is going on i don't have gratitude naturally i'm not really all that jazzed up about my job today Um, i don't really want to go to my neighbor and talk to them about jesus we go through these moments and is it maybe so that so that the lord is going this is how dependent you are on me. Right. Like this is really how much you need me. No. And not in a way of of you silly goose, like you totally forgot how much you needed me. So I'm gonna have to prove to you. I'm gonna right. show you. It's it's hey, just a reminder that I'm what your soul was made for. Right. Just to just to just remind you that what you need most is me. And I and I hope you know that because in finding me you will have everything you need. And then that way he's he's actually very gracious exactly. and generous yeah. to, to refrain from giving us what we don't need right. and give us what we do need. But Jesus tells us in Matthew 15, starting in verse 4, Abide in me and I in you, yeah. as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless um, – as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless if unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, um, he, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I think those moments of being reminded to abide in me, as Jesus tells us here, um, 
as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Mm. Um, you know, if you're not abiding in him, which the word abide literally means to just pinch a tent and, and make it your resident, right, to, to put yourself right there in him, mm. and that is your place of, you know, dwelling, um, if you aren't doing that, then you're going to try to go outside of the branch and mm. bear fruit. Mm. And he's like... It doesn't work that way. Mm. And, of course, in the audience here, all the farmers are sitting there going, like, yeah, he's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, I uh, tried to uh, go a bra- grow a branch last yeah. week, and I just put it up in the air, and nothing like, happened. That's the, that's the awesome – That's you know, that's the crazy thing about how Jesus taught is he taught it in such practical ways. He goes, yeah. look at what you're trying to do. You're trying to bear fruit by detaching yourself from the vine. And what I'm telling you is, is it doesn't happen mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. And so if you want to bear fruit, if you want to have those fruits of the, the Spirit working in you, then you have to abide in the vine. And sometimes in abiding, um, it's abiding when you just don't really want to, or, or, you, or you're just like, man, this seems like a chore, but okay, I'm going to abide. It's because we recognize, I think, that the ultimate work of the fruit bearing doesn't belong to us. thousand percent. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And if I want to bear fruit in my life, even in a season of of waiting and patience, it's the exact same way I would have bore fruit in my life in a season of prosperity and joy. And that is through the Spirit of God um, working through me. And, and, And maybe God might be leading us to experience Him in a way that we just wouldn't quite get right. if we were if we were able to just experience these these hills all the time. I'll, um, I'll read what John Bloom wrote. Um, he's over at Desiring God. He, he wrote, The people of God typically experience the preciousness of God more in seasons of privation and hardship or need than in seasons of prosperity, which is why Christians pray strange things like this. And then he quotes from a book, Valley uh, Visions in the Valley. Let me learn by paradox that the way down is the way up. That to be low is to be high, that the broken heart is the healed heart, that the contrite spirit is the rejoicing spirit, that the repenting soul is the victorious soul, that to have nothing is to possess all, that to bear the cross is to wear the crown, that to give is to receive, and that the valley is in the place of, of vision. Um, and and how often are are we um, just looking to to be high with God and up there and kind of floating around in these spiritual moments when actually the the moments where we feel the most depleted might be the closest we can get to God. Might be the moments where where we're the most in tune with our dependency as creatures. And he is the most aligned in our lives as the ultimate creator, the creator of our joy, the creator of our hope. The creator of our peace, um, and so, uh, guys, thanks for talking about uh, dry seasons. Any last words you want to throw in there um, as we kind of conclude? Yeah, Sundar. Oh, I think for me, and kind of like as you guys were saying, um, seeing how God is working in the spirit in those um, seasons of dryness has been absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time I know I've been in a season of spiritual dryness. When I got out of it and I looked back, I saw how God was working even yep. in the midst of that, and that has encouraged me that even if I do face a season of spiritual dryness, God's working in that, and He's still conforming, conforming me to His image. He's still doing His work of His work of sanctification in my life because I 
I can say this with full confidence that every time I've been in a spiritual, in a season of spiritual dryness and I prayed, God, please restore my joy in your salvation, restore my passion for you, he has done it mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. He's been faithful to do it. Um, and even in reading his word, even when we come to his word and we don't feel like it, um, again, Second Timothy chapter 3 tells us about the power of God's word, how it, again, it's still working in our own hearts. Mm. Regardless of whether or not we're feeling like reading it, God's word is still speaking to us. Right. Yeah. And I can recall so many times where maybe I didn't feel like I was getting something out of it in one moment as I was reading mm-hmm. God's Word. But then two days later, all of a sudden, what I was reading came to mind. It was mm-hmm. an encouragement to me later on. Um, really so cool. I think it's just cool to see how God is working, though, in the yeah. midst of those times, yeah. that He's still faithful. Love yeah. it. I think one of the things that, that – this is going to sound really almost counterproductive, but you can waste a dry season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And – a dry season, for the most part, for me, every single time has been a humbling season, because it's re- it's showing me what I'm not doing, and and not in a sense of like works based, but it's like it's showing me the disciplines that I'm neglecting, or th- or the things that I'm forsaking and and filling with something that I d- I don't even need, mm-hmm. it's just a distraction, and so it's a humbling experience, a dry season, and so uh, if if you squander that and go, well, this is just God, you know, not being close to me. This has nothing to do with me being far from him. Then I think you you missed the whole point of of what even, you know, you said, the whole point of what God's trying to teach you. And that is, that's how you desperately need him. And even in dry seasons, you can see how desperately you need him because you look at what you're not doing and go, this is a result of me not desperately needing him. Mm. In my day to day, and so now I found myself in this season to where it's like I've wandered mm. into the desert, and now I'm blaming him that that I'm you know for why I'm here when it's I've wandered in the desert. Let me just turn around and he'll be there, and then let's walk. Let me continue to walk beside him as he leads me out of this. And as you know, Psalm twenty three says that he'll lead me by still waters. He'll make me lie down in green pastures. But if I don't go that direction with him, yeah. I'll find myself in the desert somewhere. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um uh Men, I hope that you guys uh, continue to to press forward and endure. Thanks for talking about this. Um, thanks for being honest and being real. Um, I hope this has been encouraging to whoever gets to listen to it. And um, I pray that when we are uh, wondering, God is gracious and he is steadfast in his love to us like he was to David. Um, so I appreciate y'all. We'll get into it next week. <laughs>